welcome to Hannah's heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hi, this is Kendra. And I'm Anne. And thank you for listening to Hannah's Heart today. We are a show... Um, who hopes to be there for couples struggling with infertility and miscarriage or just when your family looks a little different than what you pictured it as a... God is creative, isn't that's he? That's right. The way he paints your, your picture. That's right. So if you've never listened to the show before, it's kind of what you're going to hear on the show about different families and um, how your right. how different families have grown. Um, so we're excited about today's show. I was going to share a verse real quick. Isaiah thirty eighteen. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Of justice. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who wait for him. Ooh. And when I read that verse, Kendra, for the first time, I was like, this is after struggling with infertility. Um, but it says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. Um, and like he's he, eager. Right. He's just waiting for an opportunity to right. be gracious to you. And so, yeah, blessed are those who wait on him. Mm. And man, it's so hard as you're walking through infertility, miscarriage, if you've lost a child, um, if you're waiting on an adoption, you know, if you're waiting for foster care, all the things, waiting is hard. Mm-hmm. But through scripture, time and time again, we see that waiting is not just sitting. Waiting is not lying around. Waiting is a verb. It's an active action in scripture that we see time and time again. And um, I do believe that the Lord can be exalted if we let him during our wait. Well, and he, it's a great reminder, Anne, that he is so gracious to us because it doesn't always feel like he's gracious in the middle of infertility. Right, right. Um, but, you know, looking back at the things in my life that I've waited for, I waited for a husband. Mm-hmm. I waited for our little baby, Eliana. Um, during those seasons of waiting, God accomplished so much in my life. Yeah. Like it was so much flesh that had to um, be beaten down. <laughs> be <laughs> God, prepared. Yeah, God used those desires of my heart as a tool to keep me like depending upon him. Um, well, today we are have a really interesting topic. Um, for those of you that don't know, the name of the show, Hannah's Heart, deals with Samuel in the Bible. Um, Hannah, um, you know, prayed to God. She wanted to have a child. Um, went to the, have, have you heard our intro? <laughs> you heard a little <laughs> bit about it. Um, but the second part of Hannah's story, that her, her heart is once she got that baby, once God blessed her with a child, she devoted Samuel to the Lord. Right. As she, she said she him was back. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so hard. Like mm-hmm. I just got mm-hmm. this baby and like, you'd be so tempted to like wrap that baby in right. bubble wrap. And he's and be, mine now. Yeah. No, no, yeah. you can't even come near him. Yeah. Yep. My kid. But no, she had a she heart. Didn't. She didn't. So we want to talk today about, um, both Anne and I have walked through infertility and we're in a new season of the Lord giving us a child, a biological child. Um, Anne has a 
um, a, a bonus baby yes. um, from fostering as well. Yeah. But we want to talk specifically about um, how do you turn those children over to the Lord once he does give you that blessing? And how do you prepare, if you're in a season of infertility right now, how do you get in the mindset of this child is the Lord's and not mine? Mm-hmm. Because I'll, I'm a level with y'all. I have dealt with a lot of fear mm-hmm. from the moment that we found out we were pregnant with this this little baby. I have dealt with some fear. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Not just that the, you know, like every milestone, um, you know, it's like, oh, Lord, just help us get through the first trimester. <laughs> like, oh, let nothing happen. Oh, I hope that strong smell didn't trigger anything in the baby. You know, yeah. Just stuff that is completely out of your control. Right. Um, up through the labor and delivery. And mm-hmm. we haven't talked really about that, but both no. you and I had some Rough. fun times. <laughs> oh, is it fun? Is that what you're calling uh, sar- it? Sarcasm. I need my sarcasm <laughs> sign. Oh, so let's talk goodness. about that for a second because I think <laughs> that some people think if you have a miracle baby, that it's Your birth easy is for you. miraculous. <laughs> you wasn't. You know, it never does talk about that with Mary. So yeah, like, true. we've got silent like a, night. Yeah. Right. We don't know about that. And nobody said he was silent mm-hmm. but or she was silent. I, I mean, maybe, maybe they were. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, labor's still a real yeah. deal thing. And you had some scares during your, let's, let's start first pre- having the baby what was like pre having what was the baby. like carrying a child after having a miscarriage like for you oh wow so yeah um hmm. well at first I, I i really struggled ever putting it in my head in my heart that mm-hmm. this was real mm-hmm. really really struggled like but somehow remember, if you think that it's not real and something happens that you're protecting then yourself. like i'm good yeah <laughs> like i'm safe doesn't work that way um but it right it doesn't work that way but uh I, I remember i thought that it would feel more real to me once i went to my first doctor's appointment heard the heartbeat mm. w- went to the doctor you know um but yeah i don't i mean i loved getting to hear her heartbeat and mm-hmm. getting to see her and all that um and it was a surreal, surreal moment. But then leaving again, I feel like I was still like, there's no way. Like, mm. we're talking about almost four years here of, and I know people struggle with infertility longer yeah. than that. For me, four years was a long time. A lot can happen in four years. We've had four miscarriages during that time. Um, kids to come in and out of foster care during that time. So, like, there had been a lot, a lot of, I, I hate to say loss, but loss you know and so um to then like let myself think like this baby's here to stay was so strange for me Mm. um even as my belly started to grow and I would feel her I loved getting to feel her but at the same time it was almost like are we sure Mm. (laughs) are we but are you for sure for sure um and then at 10 weeks I think I've shared on here before we had a pretty good scare uh I had some bleeding. I was hurting very, very bad. And of course, when I called it, this was, was Saturday. So the line that I called, the emergency line, they're like, you know, it sounds like you're having a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. I had actually called Chelsea Wildman, a friend yeah. of ours here. She's been on the show. And she's like, it does. I'm, I'm sorry, friend. It, that's what it sounds like is going on. Oh, and God. so um, anyway, I just remember, <clears throat> I remember thinking, well, like, this is what I thought would happen. You know, mm. like this is, you know, I just knew it. And I was mm. like, well, this is, this is why, you know. Mm. Um, but long story short, uh, baby girl was fine. It ended up being, I'd picked up something. I, 
they said I had just picked up something probably wrong in a hurry. I, I knew what I had done the day before, and I should have just taken my time um, doing what I was doing. And so they said this that probably caused you know, this weird occurrence mm-hmm. and just to take it easy for about a month. I wasn't on bed rest, but I was just on like, take it easy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I got three kids at home. So like, <laughs> yeah. how you take it easy for yeah, a little right? bit? <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> but um, anyway, but yeah. And then um, after you have recurrent loss and recurrent miscarriages and you go years without having a baby they are very protective over you at mm-hmm. the doctor and right. so um they keep You're a high risk yes pregnancy. yes i was a high risk pregnancy so i felt like i lived at the doctor i mm-hmm. <laughs> well, i i'm so blessed to work for afa because mm-hmm. at other jobs if i were to tell them like hey this week they need me to come in twice mm-hmm. You don't get you don't get to do that for other jobs, yeah. and so um, anyway, shout out to AFA for being a wonderful employer. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, anyway, they worked so well with me being able to go um, to the doctor. It was weekly for the, in the beginning. Then they went down to like every other week or every mm-hmm. three weeks. Then at the end, um, I started going weekly again. But yeah, then we're at. Delivery. Yeah, tell us your story. Cause I, this is what happened. Anne went like went in, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be getting like in just a few hours, like a text about here's the baby." And then I didn't hear from you for like <laughs> for a two long days. time. And I was like, <laughs> "I guess they're just got up." I just was like, "They're busy. They're with their baby. They're having mm-hmm. their immediate family time." No, no, you were in labor the whole two days. Time. You guys, <laughs> tell us, <laughs> tell us as much as you want or as little as you want, Anne. So. Um, well, so my doctor going in crazy, my doctor ended up changing when I was 35 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, get this new That's doctor. That's run. <laughs> so. Because you build up this trust. We're like, yes. this person's going to help me through this difficult, Yes, you know, first time experience right. in my life. Right. So I'm with this new doctor. I've only known for five weeks now. He says, I'm not letting you go over a day over 40 weeks because right. of the hemorrhage that I gotcha. had at 10 weeks. He was gotcha. like, they just become very much more common mm-hmm. um, after 40 weeks. So I will say, I'm. it's not like I disagree necessarily. Yeah. If I do this again, I will be saying I am not coming in. Yeah, until you go into labor. Right. If, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do think... And not that I'm not you saying your body to go naturally into that process right, so because that it was more prepared. the Lord made our bodies to do this. Right. And so I'm not, it is not wrong to be yeah. induced. Do not tell me I'm saying right, right. that. I'm not saying that. Um, but if I have the chance, if, if I ever get pregnant again, Lord willing, and I do this over, it will mean a whole lot more to mm-hmm. me to say, no, I'm more comfortable Let's wait. Right. Even though at the very end, you are not comfortable at all, yeah. ladies. <laughs> you don't sleep. You don't squat. Like There's a reason <laughs> that the curse involved pain and childbearing. <laughs> like, it's not just, it doesn't just say that. Right, it, it, right. <laughs> so, um, my last week, or my doctor's appointment, he was like, are you still working? I was like, yeah, I'm still working. I'm actually going back to work after this appointment. He was like, yeah what do you need me to do? Do you need me to tell you like you don't need to go back in? And I was like, yes. Please yeah. tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me that, that's yeah. So anyway, he did. He was like, all right, I don't want you going back to work. I was like, okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so yeah, then at 
the day before her due date, I go in to be induced that night. And I actually, when we got to the hospital, I didn't even know it, but she was like, you're contracting right now. Like, oh, wow. you're every five minutes right now. And so I thought when she said that, I was going to be, be like, pop, pop, here we go. Here's this baby. Let's meet her. But no, but no. <laughs> so anyway, I had gone in and been like, I'm having this baby all natural. My mom had done it that way. My big sister had done it that way. Props to you ladies out there. But when I got to hour 18 Gosh. and she still wasn't here, yeah. I was like, who has the epidurals? <laughs> Sign me What's up. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I actually delivered in New Albany, Mississippi yeah. instead of Tupelo. There's a whole story behind that. But um the they're a smaller hospital Mm -hmm. and so the way it works in tupelo you got to let them know like an hour to two hours before you Mm -hmm. want an epidural to know that someone might be there in time in new albany they're just smaller and so he was actually like immediately there but um jane my baby girl her heart rate um right after that Mm continue to go down like her heart rate got below That's i think it was 62 what's was going the on in your mind and heart when when you see that number oh like, scared to death but i was also like by you know we had been there this is hour 18 yeah. and so i'm exhausted because i was having contractions the whole time i mm. had been given medicine called um psilodril. no that is not the right word don't quote me on what <laughs> medicine it was folks but it was to help me have a Cervidil. baby. Cervidil. Cervidil, that's it. Yeah, you can look that up if you want to see how that works. Um, but uh, I was given that medicine, mm. and then um, I think I was given some Pitocin, and Jane did not like the Pitocin. Mm. So her heart rate continued to drop. That's they great. were changing my position. And after you've gone through infertility, and then <sighs> this is a miracle baby, any sort of, and, and you've had scares, any sort of scare, it's like... It immediately takes you back to that moment oh, yes. of loss, yes. you know, and it's so hard to not dwell on right. death. Well, and, and I know darkness. some friends of ours, they got to 39 weeks and they lost a baby. Yeah. And so that well, was in my head. Heard these stories from being on Hannah's Heart. We've had a lot of people come and right. share their stories of loss. Right. So it's like, I, I, I almost felt like, <laughs> like it's encouraging to hear all of these stories, but it also sometimes is a reminder to you how fragile life mm-hmm. really is. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, uh, after that, they changed my position all the time. I will said I got ugly during this time because I was like, you've already <laughs> flipped me over. Yeah. Um, but anyway, long story short, she got here happy and healthy and perfect mm. on hour 36. Oh, my word. I can't imagine. So. Mine was 27 hours, <laughs> and I feel like I deserve a medal. Like, it was for real the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I also had talked to Anne about, like, doing the all-natural thing, and that was the plan. Um, I ended up not having any um, epidural. I had some sort of like temporary medicine that stays with you for like an hour. Take the okay. edge off. That made me loopy, you yeah. guys. Well, if it stayed all, that's what it did to me. <laughs> but I absolutely loved it. I remember it. thinking at one point, <laughs> I looked at my husband. And I think, I don't know if it was the medicine or if it was from like not sleeping and from laboring so hard for this long. But I remember I wanted to ask out loud, are you my husband? <laughs> and I thought, they're going to. They don't say that out don't loud. Say don't say that. They're going to do stuff to you. And I was oh like, no, that's goodness. him. That's him. You're good. You're good. But um, yeah, I had a very difficult um, labor as well. 27 hours. I had really bad hemorrhaging afterwards mm-hmm. that I just yeah. went yeah, all that was white. Scary. It was really scary. I almost had to have a blood transfusion. Um, I scared um, my husband to death. He was so nervous about, because you hear stories of people dying yeah. in childbirth yeah. and it's usually in movies. It's not as often now, but... Um, 
but I could just tell the look on his face like, oh, this isn't good. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, it was, it was tough. Like the transition into being a mama was a lot harder than I thought. Now you had some practice from fostering, (laughs) um, but it it was tough and um, breastfeeding was tough. Something that I thought was supposed to be like a easy, all natural, God given, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, bada bing, bada boom. There's a reason why people have full-time jobs helping people do that. (laughs) Oh my gracious. We had like, we had to take our our little baby girl back in because she'd lost too much weight. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, they, they're like, oh, she lost this much. We're going to have to call the pediatrician, which they didn't make me feel this way, but I felt like they're going to call child protective services. Oh I'm trying to feed my baby. I don't know why. We found out <laughs> later. Emotions she, are yeah, haywire too. found out she had a tongue tie issue yeah. and you're just so mentally, emotionally exhausted. Yeah. And what I want to prepare you mamas, um, you future mamas for is this moment because when you are at your lowest, when you are exhausted and um, the enemy is going to take this moment of this beautiful new life that God has just given you and he is going to try to zap Mm -hmm. every ounce of joy out Mm -hmm. of you so that you walk in fear and -hmm. not in faith. And the Lord had to get on me early because it was a couple days in And this makes no sense because I know in my brain that this is not the way that God works. But I I think I told you this um, and off air, um, there was a moment where I didn't even want to hold my daughter because I had convinced myself that we were going to lose her. I mean, it was completely irrational fear. There was nothing that was wrong with her, but I was convinced I'm not going to get to keep this baby. And I, I mean, I was holding her and I was, I was making myself go through the motions, but emotionally I was still trying to guard my heart. And I was just like, I just, I'm afraid I'm going to go to wake her up and she's not going to wake up. And then you read about SIDS and you read, and there's all the, all the information about safe sleeping. And then I've I've had a friend that had SIDS, you know, Mm -hmm. a perfectly wonderful mama and the baby just stopped breathing in the middle of the night. They don't know why they don't know stuff like that does happen. And so you've got this practical, logical side in your head Mm -hmm. and then the enemy takes over and it becomes irrational and the fear comes in and the Lord had to get a hold of my heart and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I have desired the the verse you read, you know, I I have been waiting to be gracious to you. Um, and I, I thought about that verse, um, that we've, we've talked about in Job, when um, he says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name yeah. of the Lord. And I've focused a lot on being ready to let the Lord take away. So it was almost like I was expecting, I was in this place of expecting bad things to right. happen. Yeah. And now something beautiful and wonderful was happening. And I had to accept that the Lord also gives. Yeah. Yes, he takes away, but the Lord gives. Right. And in the moment when he mm-hmm. gives, you need to cling to his goodness. Right. And just soak it in. Soak it in and not let the enemy steal that from you. Um, scripture, there's a couple of verses about life. Um, I mean, in John, it says that the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullness. Mm-hmm. Our God is a God who does desire life. We have to keep that in mind. In Acts, um, he is referred to as the author of life, that God is the one who creates life. And I think that there's something very unique that happens in a woman's heart when she gives birth, because unlike men, we have the ability to 
develop a human in our bodies, right. which is so like it's crazy. Right. Um, as as I was going through the whole birthing experience and looking at the apps of like, oh, your child's the size of a kumquat today. Right. You know what? <laughs> you're like, oh, now it's, wow, we were just at Blueberry and now yeah. we're at kumquat. <laughs> um, but like as you're watching that process happen, it is so miraculous. Yeah. And it especially if you've dealt with infertility, you can focus on um, that our God is a miracle working God, that life really Mm -hmm. is held in his hand. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is so like the devil to want to sneak in and plant thoughts of death in your your mind. And what I was nervous about was, Lord, I don't want to become a helicopter parent who wraps my kid in bubble wrap and no, you can't do that. And I I can't selfishly selfishly because I need you for me. Um, And I I remember long, long before I even knew I struggled with infertility, a mama who shared with me a really wonderful piece of advice that I'm going to share with you guys. Um, She said, when you have babies, don't pray that nothing will ever happen to them because then nothing will ever happen to them. (laughs) And God uses things that happen in our life to shape Mm -hmm. us. That's not the right prayer to pray. What you want to pray is, Lord, would you preserve them? for your purpose and mm-hmm. your plan. Wow. Because God knows the days, all of our days are numbered. None of us, That's you know, right. are guaranteed to reach 102, you know. Right. Um, but you pray, Lord, preserve them for your purpose and plan. And then that takes it out of this is my child to this is God's child. Yep. And, and the responsibility getting... I am, yeah, I am given this um, challenge of um, raising them, mm-hmm. but it's it's God's baby. Yeah, yeah. That's so true, Kendra. I I feel like I experienced that maybe same thing mm. differently. Mm. When I was pregnant, I feel like I did it the whole even time. Even more so, yeah. yeah. I even remember thinking, um, so our little dude uh, that we have, we have had him since he was two days old. One day soon I We're might be able to share his name. His his story. He's um, the best. Yes, he is. Um, but I, I for real thought that since the Lord let me get pregnant, he was taking him away. Mm. That meant he was leaving. Why do we think that? Like, it's not even rational. That's not the way God is. I know. That is not like <laughs> our God isn't like, ha ha, too much joy you for you. You can't be too happy. Yeah, let me take it yeah, away. Yeah, it, it was yeah. the craziest thing. I fully mm-hmm. thought, okay, well, I mean, like, this is just, a, thank you, God, that mm. I'm pregnant. And I know that sounds awful. I was very, mm-hmm. very thankful. I think I've shared before, though, I have I had worked very, very hard to get to a place. I say I, I, I let the Lord work in my heart, I feel like, to get to a place to say, it's okay, God, mm-hmm. if I don't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. It is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm fully thankful for your your abundance, yeah. goodness, whether that means a biological baby or not. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I got pregnant, and I'm like, what? You know, because I had finally gotten to the place, right. and we're that was, I think, of February, and then in May, I found out I'm pregnant. And yeah. so, yeah, I just remember thinking, I was like, well, I know you're not letting me have been going to have both, mm-hmm. you know. And the so, irrationalness of like, oh, you can't have two happy babies, right. like only one, like, right. is not, not the way God works. Right. I thought even, I remember <clears throat> thinking, God's going to take Eliana away so that I have more to share about on Hannah's heart. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and that is, I realized later, that's a very manipulative view of God. Like if you think like he's going to put bad things in your life just so that you can talk about it on the radio and encourage other believers, like like, that's not who our father is. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I do want to be clear on here. Foster care is about reunification. Mississippi is a reunification state. So I don't want people to think like I was just doing foster care to get this child. Right. Uh, His plan had changed to adoption months before what we're talking about here right that does not mean he will be for mm-hmm. sure adopted that hit the plan can still change back to reunification but at the time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it was already adoption so i just wanted to clear the air well, on that do you feel like this fear that you've struggled with and i've struggled with do you feel at sometimes like almost justified like i'm allowed to be fearful because i'm a mama like mm-hmm. this is my job is to care about okay. these kids right well, i feel like that's kind of like status quo yeah. of moms these days even on tv you know mm. but that's not the life we're called to live like if you're not fearful you're you don't care right it's not true right and it's <laughs> like i can show that i care in many other ways than not trusting in the lord yeah um but yeah i feel like that's a daily uh every morning you know mm-hmm. if i'm living the way that i need to and i'm getting up before them and doing my devotion devotion can come anytime and that's mm-hmm. just when I prefer to right. do it um but I have to pick up that mm-hmm. daily and say God I give them back to you every mm-hmm. every day we have to do that I feel like I even have to do that with my husband will because mm-hmm. I can see myself he leaves so early in the morning I worry about him so much on the roads do yeah. you know so you know this morning when it's icy here you know and so um it I sounds feel awful but I didn't do what? I didn't. I wasn't fearful for my husband's life until I had a baby. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. Whole, like, I never had. Now I'm probably like, more imagine. fearful now. <laughs> like, Don't you go anywhere, Eric. I need you. I need you here. Oh, goodness. Well, I hope that y'all have enjoyed getting to hear our birth mm-hmm. stories a little bit. We're not here to scare you. Obviously, we think these babies are well worth yeah. the 36, yeah. the 27 hours of labor and delivery. Um, and it God's is trustworthy. He's a God of life. That's right. Don't um, don't let fear steal the joy that God is going to want to plant in your heart. Go ahead and prepare for it mm-hmm. and arm yourself with verses That's so right. that, that you can focus on, on the positive life-giving God that we serve. Right. And know that waiting is not in vain. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thanks for listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. Mm-hmm.